You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 144, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley here. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this episode because on a regular basis, I'd probably say on a daily basis, I ask myself this question all of the time, partially because I'm a control freak and partially because I have not gotten myself to the stage of hiring assistants and I know that I need to. And I am... I always take on manager of the universe. And then when I realize that I'm not manager of the universe, I always give the job back. But uh, yeah. So in today's episode, I am talking to you as much as I'm talking to me. And on today's episode, guess what we're talking about? Are you the CEO or are you the assistant? And this is an especially good episode for solopreneurs out there, for entrepreneurs who don't yet have a team built, or if you do have a team, you're still maintaining a lot of the control over what you're doing in your business. It is it is a challenge for me. I, I am not going to speak to you on this episode from a place of I have figured it out because I have not figured this out. So I am talking to me on today's episode as much as I'm talking to you, if not more. And so what we're going to talk about today is is really how do you um, keep yourself mostly in the lane of being the CEO and less in the lane of being the, the assistant? In other words, let's take a look today and see where are you spending the bulk of your time in your business? Are you spending the bulk of your time on $15 an hour tasks or on $500 an hour tasks? And that's such an important question to ask. I think the first time I, I ever heard this concept of, you know, entrepreneurs who are spending most of their time in $15 an hour tasks was in a book called something, and I know I have this book somewhere, E-Myth, E-Myth Squared or E-Myth, something like that. I think this was the first time um, that I heard of this idea of, you know, you've got business owners who are managers and entrepreneurs and different kinds of things. And the reality is, is that when you're first starting a business, so, so let me, I want to, I want to talk about something that's really important to me. When you are first starting a business and I'm going to give you my two cents on this, it is really important that you do not begin a business pretending like you're larger than you are. So on today's episode, we're talking about where are you spending your time? Are you spending your time on $15 an hour tasks or $500 an hour tasks? For example, with this podcast alone, I can tell you a $15 an hour task for me is creating the images for Instagram and Pinterest for each episode. That is something that I do in Canva. It's graphic design work. That is not $500 an hour task. That is a $15 an hour task. So I know clearly when it comes to producing the podcast, me actually recording this episode, scripting the episode, writing the episode, that's work that really only I can do. So that is a CEO task. But the post-production of this episode, the creating the image of this episode and the tiny URL link and all that kind of stuff, that is not a CEO task. That's an assistant task. And so I can say very clearly in my business, where are my CEO and my assistant tasks and how much of my time am I spending in each? When I write a book, 
the creation of the ebook cover is an assistant task. That's something anybody on Upwork could do. But the actual writing of my book is a CEO task. Now the editing of my book, which I edit all my own books, that is an assistant task, even though I'd like to pretend like it's a CEO task. I could hire an editor to do that. But the actual writing of the book is work that only I can do. So first of all, let me just say before I go where I was going to go before, the way in your business, you know, the difference between a CEO task and an assistant task is you ask the question, if I trained a college student, a college intern to do this, could they do this job just as well or better than I can? If the answer is yes, then what you're dealing with is an assistant task. It's not a CEO task. And a CEO task or a $500 an hour task is a task that only you could do to that level of excellence. There's nobody else who can do it. And so where our businesses grow and where we become successful is when we spend most of our time doing CEO tasks and not assistant tasks. But at the beginning of a business, now this is, I'm coming full circle here because I want to break this down because I think this is a lie that a lot of people, especially in online business, get told. I watch a lot of uh, aspiring online entrepreneurs, digital entrepreneurs. I'm not really in the realm of brick and mortar businesses. So for me, where I see this happening is where my focus is, which is on entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs who want to build online businesses. I see a lot of relatively new entrepreneurs and even not relatively new entrepreneurs making uh, foolish moves about this whole thing of hiring VAs, hiring a team before they're ready. You know, uh, taking out second mortgages, taking out loans, maxing out their credit cards because they listened to somebody's podcast somewhere along the way. And that person on the podcast told them, you're not going to be successful in business unless you have a team. If you don't have a team of five people, even though you're broke and you can't afford it, you better find a way to afford it because if you don't have a team, you're not going to be successful in business. And I have, I've witnessed a lot of entrepreneurs um, maxing out their credit cards, getting second mortgages, sending themselves down the road of bankruptcy because they listened to somebody somewhere who told them that unless they had a team of people that they're paying, they weren't going to be successful in business. Um, let me just call bullshit on that real quick. Let's just nip that in the bud while we're talking about this topic. If, if you don't have a clear vision for your business, if you don't have systems in place in your business currently before you ever take on an assistant, if you don't have training for like asynchronous training. When I say asynchronous training, I mean pre-recorded training. If you don't have a mini workbook and a pre-recorded training video and things so that when you hire somebody, you don't have to spend hours with them on the phone or on Skype or sharing screens, showing them how to do stuff. If you don't actually have a training system ready for your virtual assistants, for your people, for, you know, a detailed email that tells them exactly what to do, exactly what to, to, to work on. If you don't have a system for the team that you want to hire and you don't have the money, like you're literally pulling money out of your butt and 
causing yourself financial stress and strain as a result. If you don't have the money, the means, and the training for the people that you've been told you need to hire, you are not ready to hire them. And you need to figure out how to do it on your own while you get the training ready, while you get the money ready and anything that you want to do in your business, you better be able to fund it through your business. I'm a big believer. This is where I'm a conservative in business. I'm a big believer that you don't take out business loans. Huge believer in that. You do not take out business loans. You bootstrap that sucker until you prove to you that you can make the kind of money in your business that then you can funnel back into your business by hiring VAs. But until you've proven that to yourself, you don't have any business going out and getting a second mortgage and and risking your home. So you can start a business. Do you know on average, most entrepreneurs, they start six, seven, eight businesses before they finally hit the business that makes them a ton of money. So if you're putting your financial life on the line for business number one, when on average people do seven, eight, nine businesses before they hit on the right business, then you're putting a lot at risk that you don't need to be putting at risk. And here's the self-belief part. Um, You ought not be hiring staff if you don't, if you haven't proven to yourself that you can earn the money through this business to hire staff. I I don't know where, where we get this whole thing of, well, no, you can't be successful without staff. What? It's sort of like saying you can't be complete without somebody else. That's a lie too that we sell, especially around Valentine's Day. You're whole by yourself. You can do this by yourself. Now, as a solopreneur, if you're doing, for example, I'll use my podcast as an example. If I'm doing the pre and the post-production and the Canva work and the graphic design and the marketing all by myself, am I going to, at the end of the day, spend less time in the CEO work and the $500 an hour work than I, than I'd like to? Yes. Is it going to take me longer to get to that revenue point where I can't ha- bring on staff like I want to bring on staff? Probably. And am I good with that? Yeah, because I need to, I need to pass my own litmus test of the viability of my business before I start to bring in people to take over roles that I'm not, I don't even have the systems in place for. Here's the thing at the end of the day, throw the money, what it's going to cost. I mean, people can find a way to pay for whatever they want to pay for. That's why when I talk to clients about pricing their products and I typically say to, to, to my entrepreneur clients, 200% 200% raise your prices, like by 200%. And they think I'm, I'm kind of cuckoo at first, right? The reason why I, most of the time I see people undercharging and I tell them 200 times your price is because people always find money for what's important to them. Always. You would not have Starbucks still in business if people did not find a way to pay for their $7 latte every single day, seven days a week, and yet they can't pay their rent. I'm just saying. People find a way to to pay for what is important to them. And you only want to work with people who see your work as absolutely important to them. And I digress. Let me get back to the point. Money aside, the cost of of your interns, and listen, I could do a whole episode on the fact that you could get college interns for free. Let's not even go there. There's a whole thing that you can do with that that won't cost you a dime because they'll get college credit. You'll get somebody who can work in your business. Most people are too lazy to do the work of getting that. Don't have me go there. That's a whole other episode. What I will say is this, money aside, 
until you've passed your own litmus test for viability in your business, until you've actually created the training system necessary to hire somebody, insert them in, give them the video trainings, give them the documents, the mini workbooks, so they know exactly what to do, so they're not bugging you all the time, so you actually can do your CEO work. Until you have those systems in place, you aren't ready to hire a team. I know lots of people go, well, my team, because they just want to be able to go on an FB Live and say, well, I've got my team. Let me be totally transparent. I don't have a team yet. Part of that is me being manager of the universe and needing to release control. And part of that is I haven't taken a long enough break to actually build my training system, which in the next six months I'm going to absolutely need to do. It's good. I'm probably one of those people who it's going to take getting to the high enough pain threshold of so many things to do and just needing to stop being manager of the universe and like get the training systems done. But I refuse to bring anybody onto my team. Uh, or even create a team because I don't have a team until I have the systems necessary. Otherwise, I'm just defeating the point. I'm paying somebody to do something that I haven't successfully trained them to do. And then they're taking up all my time because they're asking me all these questions because I didn't set up the whole parameter of the team properly by setting up the training system. So what am I saying at the end of the day? On a daily basis, as an entrepreneur, you need to ask yourself, where am I living in terms of how I'm investing my time in my business? Am I the CEO or am I the assistant? In other words, am I focusing most of my best energy? Like I'm a morning person. So my morning, and I got this from Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, my morning is maker time. Because I know I'm a morning person, I make stuff in the morning. So I write books in the morning. I do podcasts in the morning. I like to do videos in the morning. I am a maker in the morning and a manager in the evening. So I do my maker time in the morning when my energy is high. And when my energy dwindles somewhere after 2 p.m., I do manager stuff. I do emails. I do Instagram posts. I do Pinterest. I do things that don't require my full energy. But the question we need to be asking every day is, Where am I spending? Where did I spend the bulk of my business day today? Did I spend it on $15 an hour tasks? So Instagram and making things pretty and branding and, or did I spend the bulk of my time in my business on CEO tasks, on $500 an hour tasks, on tasks that I could not outsource to anybody else because they require the kind of experience and talent and gifting and thought power that can only come from me? Where am I living? That's the question you want to ask. It's not so much about, okay, who do I need to hire? Until you have the training systems and until you've proven the viability revenue of your business, you're not ready to hire anybody. But that doesn't change the fact that even when you're doing all of this on your own, you need to be asking yourself, where where am I living every day in my business? Am I focused on at the best energy times of my day on $500 an hour tasks? Or am I just twiddling my thumbs being super busy, but not super productive because I'm doing $15 an hour tasks? Because here's the thing, where you spend your business time will determine the ROI you get in your business, the return on investment that you get in your business. So I want to talk for a few more minutes about when you are ready to outsource, when you are ready to go to Upwork, I don't even know if it's still called Upwork. I don't know, but when you're ready to go to Fiverr or wherever and you want to outsource things and Fiverr is super cheap. So I've outsourced things on Fiverr before. It is definitely cheap and it's worth it. But again, you got to know what you need. So let me give you some example of tasks that you should outsource. Number one, when you're ready, 
Meaning, as we talked before, when you've proved the revenue viability of your business and you have systems in place, or at least if you're going to do Fiverr or Upwork, you have a description of exactly what you need that freelancer to do. Here are some things that you, tasks that you should outsource. Research. Anytime you want somebody to research guest blogging opportunities or podcasting or speaking engagement opportunities, again, college intern could do that. You could do the process of getting a college intern for credit, which means you don't pay them anything. They could do that researching. Number two, bookkeeping, taxes, and accounting. Uh, I, I have an MBA uh, with a focus in human resource management. I've had to take a number of accounting courses. I hated every single one of them. I hated finance. I will never be a bean counter, nor do I ever want to be. For me, that's probably one of the first things I'm going to outsource is bookkeeping, taxes, and accounting because I hate it. Hate it. I can do it. I can understand it. I can speak the language, but I hate it. So bookkeeping, taxes, and accounting is another thing that you can outsource. Graphic and logo design is another thing you can outsource. See, this is my Achilles heel right here. Let me just, let me just break it down. I, there's nothing I love more than beautiful documents. I, I used to hate Canva. Now I love Canva. It took me a long time to get from hate to love with Canva. But I love beautiful documents. I love beautiful slide decks. I love, I mean, I have so much fun in graphic and logo design. Not that I want to be a graphic designer because I love what I do. I love coaching entrepreneurs. But that is something that eventually I'm going to have to outsource. And it's one of the areas where I, I bask in choosing the colors and the fonts and how it makes me feel. But that is definitely something that, especially if you hate it, you should outsource graphic and logo design. You can find somebody really cheap on Fiverr who will do it for you and do a great job. And you just ebook design, you outsource it. And I used to have an ebook designer. I haven't found one that I like as much. So I do my ebook covers now, but eventually I'm going to find another one because it is, it does take me a good, I don't know, hour or two to come up with an ebook cover design. So graphic and logo design outsource. Number four thing you should outsource when you're ready, when you're ready, but keep that in mind, sales and marketing tasks. One thing I'm going to say about sales and marketing tasks, you should not be outsourcing your sales and marketing until you've overcome your fears about sales and marketing and you've become good at sales and marketing. Here's my thing. If you can't sell you, then you have no business hiring anybody to sell you. Because they can't do for you what you can't do for yourself. So eventually, yes, you should, you should, um, outsource your sales and marketing tasks, but not until you've done it for yourself. You've got to do it for yourself first so that you know that you know that you believe in what you're selling and you've been able to do it. And so then at that point, you can outsource it. Copywriting is another thing that you should outsource. I like copywriting too because I'm a writer, but again, I can't wait till I can outsource that sucker because I'm, I'm a writer because I write books about self-help and personal development, but I am not a writer in the sense of the structure and the um, attention to detail that copywriters have. So copywriting is something that you should outsource. And then the sixth thing that I'd say outsource is audio transcription. So I am, again, sometimes when you're, when you're good at a lot of things, it really makes you prone to shiny object syndrome. I type 130 words a minute last time I checked, probably faster at this point. So typically when I write a book, I like to drive and record it and then I come back and use some software and I listen to it at a slower pace and I type it up 130 words a minute. But that's not something that I plan to do for the long term. That is something that can easily be um, 
outsourced out. So audio transcriptions, creating show notes for your podcast, all of that. You'll notice there are no show notes for She Runs a Show podcast because simply I don't have time for that and it's not something I'm going to hire out right now. So audio transcription, research, bookkeeping, taxes, accounting, graphic and logo design, sales and marketing, copywriting, those are things that you should outsource when you're ready. And the two things that indicate you're ready are one, revenue viability in your business. So your business can fund the hiring of those people, not your day job, not your second mortgage, not your credit card. Your business is paying for the people you're hiring. And two, um, you've got systems, training systems in place for those people. So that's, that's how you know you're ready to outsource. Now, how do you be the CEO in your business? I want to talk about that. And I, I, I refer to some of the, the steps that you take. Number one, read Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. It will help you get really clear on what your CEO tasks are versus what your assistant tasks have been. So I would say, number one, read Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. It's something that I talk about in the Inner Badass Intensive a lot. So just know that you want to read that. Uh, number two, make your time in the morning. As I said, manage your time in the afternoon, evening, wherever your best energy is. And if you're a night person, you might want to flip it, but essentially CEO stuff and creation in the morning, manager time in the afternoon, uh, focus on your one thing. As I said, with the Gary Keller book, the one thing, number three, create systems in your business. You need systems. You need a process for how you do the, whether it is an assistant task or CEO task, you need systems. How do things happen? I have a system for how I pre record and post produce every, she runs the show episode. You need systems, create systems in your business. Here's another way you can be the CEO in your business, create training around each system. Again, until you have passed the revenue viability test in your business and you have the training system in place already for people you're going to hire, you are not ready to hire. Then once you've got those things in place, yes, now to be the CEO in your business, you need to be willing to release control, which I'm speaking to myself here too. Release control over your graphic design, Cassandra, just saying, outsource as much as you can. Outsource as much as you can. Not everything. I mean, some people go cuckoo with the outsourcing thing. You really do have to trust the people you outsource to. I mean, not everything is going to be a Fiverr thing. Um, some things, you know, one thing I can't wait to outsource, let me just tell you, because I'm not so good at it. My calendar. I, you know, I do a good job of putting everything in Google Calendar, but from day to day, I have to look at my Google calendar at least 10 or 15 times a day, just so I remember who I'm meeting with. I set alarms on my phone. So two minutes before I'm supposed to be in a meeting with somebody, I know that I'm supposed to call them. Otherwise I'll get caught up in something else and then I'll get sidetracked. I can't wait till I have an assistant who can remind me, like you're supposed to be on this call. You're supposed to be doing this thing. You're supposed, you know, uh, that I know for sure. I can't wait till I can outsource it. It's going to be exciting. Um, so outsource as much as you can. And then finally to be the senior CEO in your business, learn how to delegate and prioritize through daily practices. One of the things that I'm really working on is getting a time and place for every single thing in my business and in my life in general, that is super consistent. Um, I move things around a lot right now in my Google calendar. So I set up exercise to happen at a certain time. I set up um, writing a book to happen at a certain time, but I find that a lot of that is shifting on a daily basis. And so for me, one of the goals that I have for the rest of this year is to really delegate and prioritize through daily practice. In other words, uh, my I want my meal prep to happen on a certain day 
for a certain time block at a certain time every single week, no changes. I want my exercise to happen. And typically my exercise happens first thing in the morning. But again, when you create your daily practice, it's through trial and error. I'm not quite sure at this moment, I'll give you, give myself an example. I'm not quite sure that early morning really is the best time for me to exercise. So most mornings I do it super early, but I'm also finding that, that that's my prime time for getting creative CEO stuff done. So I'm now playing with the idea of moving my exercise into different portions of my day because I have not figured out yet really what should my daily practice be? What is my best approach to my daily practice for me? So that's a lot of trial and error and experimentation. So learn how to delegate and how to prioritize through creating daily practices of this is what every day looks like. And then, you know, being the CEO in your business is really saying to yourself on a daily basis and, and testing yourself and saying, is what I'm doing a CEO thing or is it an assistant thing? Is it a $500 an hour task or is it a $15 an hour task? And then holding yourself accountable to making sure that at the end of the day, you can review the day and you can see that you spent more time in the CEO tasks than you did in the assistant tasks. That's how you do that. So at the end of the day, Ask yourself the question constantly, am I being the CEO for most of my time today or am I being the assistant? My high energy time, whether I'm a night person or a morning person, am I using the bulk of that high energy time to do CEO stuff or to do assistant stuff? And if, as long as you ask that question every single day throughout the day, you're going to find that you're going to get ultra productive because you're going to ask the question, you're going to answer the question, and then you're going to alter your behavior if you find that you're spending too much time on $15 an hour tasks rather than on the $500 an hour tasks that you need to be spending your time on. All right, everybody, there is the episode. Please share it with three people that you know really need to hear this. You know, even if they're not business owners, sometimes we spend way too much time doing stuff in our lives um, that are that don't really matter at the end of the day and not focusing on our big life dreams. And so you will never see me being OCD about keeping a house spotless clean because I think homes are meant to be lived in. And I also think none of that spotlessness of cleaning hours and hours on end is going to get me any of my biggest dreams. I'm just saying, eventually I'm going to hire a housekeeper and a maid to do that. So, <laughs> um, so again, share this with three people that you know could really benefit from listening to it and join my private Facebook community, fire your inner critic, find your inner badass, and finally build your business facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fire your inner critic. I will see you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.